You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. If this is your first time listening to a Locked On Boston College, welcome. We are a 25 to 30 minute daily Boston College program that gets into the news, opinions, and analysis of BC sports that you want and crave. Make us part of your daily routine, whether it's listen to us while you are working out, while you are commuting, or while you're doing anything around the house. It's a nice, succinct, podcast that you can get into. On today's show, we are going to have Eric Hofsis, a Boston College basketball insider who usually co-hosts with me during football season. He's going to talk to us about the BC basketball coaching search and his opinions on firing Jim Christian. You're going to not want to miss any of that. But before we do, I want to get into some of the news. There was some BC sports action on uh, Tuesday night as BC women's basketball was back in action against Pitt, and they lost again. They lost a heartbreaker, 83-30. to Taylor Soleil led the team with 27 points, but it was not enough, and it was another ACC loss for the women. On top of that, the men's basketball team continues to make news as today's game against Georgia Tech has been postponed because, wait for it, another COVID-positive case on the program. Now, what this means for the future of the program in terms of the rest of the year, that remains to be seen. But it looks like Wednesday's game is going to be off. We'll have to see about Saturday's game with BC as well. Uh, you know, obviously they don't have a head coach. They have interim head coach Scott Spinelli in. We'll have to see what happens with that. But that's where BC men's basketball is right now. They're not going to be playing. That's now five games that they've missed because of COVID that on their roster. They've missed six total. Now, to wrap up this section, I wanted to talk about coaching candidates because I've had more and more time to think about, you know, what's the best fit for Boston College? Who should come into the Eagles and, and fit fix this program? Who would be the best choice? So yesterday uh, on bcbulletin.com, I gave you a whole list of uh, coaches that had Boston College connections, coaches that didn't. You know, there must have been about 20 names that I've come up with over the last couple of days. And it continues to be more. Just before I even uh, before I even scheduled this, a new name popped up that was Makai Shrewsbury, an ex-Celtics assistant, now associate head coach at Purdue. Uh, this was dropped by Chris Mannix on Twitter. You know, he's 44. He worked with Brad Bates at Butler, and he knows Boston. So he was another name that dropped. I don't know anything about him, but he's a new one. Um so I've been talking to a lot of people, and I, I'm kind of at where I have some of my favorites. And here are my – I'll give you three names of who I my favorites are going to be at this point. And I've, I, my thoughts have completely uh, evolved or changed over time because if you talked to me yesterday or earlier this week, my thought was originally Howard Isley was the perfect pick. And I would still be happy if he was hired. Believe me. He's not my top pick anymore, though. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on record with that. My three top picks. Here we go. My third pick, I'm going to say, is Bobby Hurley of Arizona State. Okay, here's why. He had a lot of success at Buffalo. He knows the Northeast. He wants to come back from 
rumors I've heard. He wants to come back and coach on the East. He's not getting it done at Arizona State to the level they want, but he's a winning coach. He's done it before. Now, he knows the ACC. You know, he's obviously a Duke grad. He's going to be a guy that could be, you know, you know, you want to talk about surprises for Boston College. You know, a big splash. He would be someone I, I think could come in and really revitalize Boston College program. So Bobby Hurley is my number three. My number two, and this is in terms of me evolving and changing who I think, you know, Ed Cooley, he's my my number two. And I'll talk to Eric Hofsis, you'll hear my thoughts because I recorded his conversation before this. But Ed Cooley, I would love to have him back. And I think based off of what Eric says later, he would be someone who could come back here. Um, and I think he would be successful here because, you know, he's had some success at Providence. You know, I think he's kind of topped out a little bit at what they're doing. And I think, you know, I'd love to see him back at Boston College. So he's my number two. My number one choice is John Beeline at this point. And here is why. I think Boston College, given where they're at as a program, needs an experienced coach. This program right now, and I don't need to tell you, if you're listening to this and you follow Boston College, you know what I'm saying. They're a program that's not only at the bottom of Power 5, but they're like, you know, near the bottom of a lot of conferences in terms of just the attractiveness of this program. Now, I strongly believe that Boston College is going to fix the facilities issue and the financial support to get this program where it needs to be. And I think they're going to be able to sell that to a coach. So it's not just going to be, you know, pie in the sky talk. It's going to be, you know, ground, shovel in the dirt, ground talk with coaches that are going to get them to, to say, oh, BC's really going to turn this around. I can do this. So John Beeline fits this profile. And what John Beeline could do, okay, I know he's a coach. He, you know, he was with the Cavs, he was with Michigan. BC right now just needs a coach that can come in and win and get the profile of this program up. And that's where I think my Howard Isley pick kind of shrinks a little bit because Isley, I'm not sure if he can do that yet. You know, he's BC basketball is not where BC football is. BC football, you could bring a guy in like Jeff Halfley, a young coach, and take a 6-6 six and six team and hope that they can catapult them to the next level. BC basketball is not there yet. They need a coach that can come in and get them to be six and six, get them to be decent and, you know, get to a, uh, a tournament. And I think Beeline could do that. So if BC can offer him the financial support and the administrative and facility support, why wouldn't he come here? He could coach. I know he's 68. He could coach here for four years, bring the profile of this program up, you know, and he would be able to cement his legacy. If he brings BC up from the, the basement, into an ACC program, that that's a big thing. So maybe he comes in and does that for four years. Then he retires, say 72, 73. He retires. Then you bring in a Howard Isley. You bring in a Jared Dudley. You bring in a young coach. So I think that's what BC needs to do. And it could be a Bobby Hurley. It could be a Cooley or John Beeline. I think all three of the coaches could do the same. I think Beeline is the most slam dunk of those three. Now, I want to also give you three coaches I don't want to hear about. I don't want them here. I don't think they're going to fit. I don't think they're going to come. Number one, I kind of joked about this yesterday, was Rick Pitino. Now, I just don't see BC doing it. And as much as you want to yell and scream about how great he's going to do, and I know some people are really, really you know, passionate that, Jim, that Rick Pitino could come here and behave, Boston College, you can say that till your t- face turns blue. Boston College will not hire him. I just don't see it happening. 
they'd have to take a complete 180 on this because Rick Pitino is, you know, he's got a lot of stink on him. And I just don't see them doing that. And then number two through number one are just a list of coaches that I just don't feel fit what BC needs. And so that would be like John Becker from Vermont, the head, you know, um, Bill Cohen at Northeastern, James Jones at BU, these coaches at lower level programs that are good, but not great. Boston College has already done that. They had Steve Donahue here and he didn't do it. And so, you know, Steve Donahue was very successful at Princeton before he got to Boston College. He got them to the Sweet 16. So why would BC bring in more coaches that are in the same mold? You need a coach that has won at a higher level school, uh, that has, uh, you know, recruited at a higher level, that has done it at a higher level. So Cohen, Joe, they're nice coaches. And yes, they're successful. I just don't think BC's at the point where they could come back and do that. So I don't want to see any of those coaches here. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of other ones that you'll see too. And my wild card name, Kevin Willard. I'd love to see him here too. So I forgot to throw him out there. I want him here too. So he would be in my top three, you know, four. Kevin Willard, I'd throw him out there too. Now, in a moment, we're going to have Eric Hofstis on here. And he's going to talk about this coaching search and give us a different perspective. I think that's really good to have someone in here who can tell, talk differently and because he knows the program, he knows the ins and outs. But before we do, let's chat a little bit about Built Bar. Now, Built Bar is a delicious 100% covered chocolate bar that is a protein bar that is so good and so delicious. I just ordered a new box myself. They have 18 delicious flavors, including six new flavors and 12 original flavors. And they have tons of different ones that are coming out Almost every, it seems like every week they have a new one coming out. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy or gal. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a high and a delicious treat. I love eating them as like my midday snack. So when I'm craving something junky, I grab a Built Bar and I don't feel guilty about it. So all you need to do to get the Built Bar is head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Now, Locked On Network is doing lots of great things and I want to tell you about a new podcast that you have to check out. We're covering everything you need to know about the Boston College Eagles, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has got you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Locked on Boston College, this is AJ Black. With me, I have Eric Hofstis. Now, if you've listened to Locked on Boston College or the previous iterations of my podcast, you know Eric. He usually comes in during uh, football season, but we're going to bring him in to get his perspective on the coaching change at Boston College. Eric, how's it going? Hey, AJ, what's up? Good to hear from you. I know it's been a while, uh, and I've been dying to talk to you because I wanted to know what your, your thoughts are on the season so far, but We've already gotten past that part. Now let's talk about the move on Jim Christian to, to, to remove him. Did it shock you that they did it before the end of the season? Um, you know, I, I will say I was surprised because, you know, it's not something I've seen BC do before. Um, I, I think actually, though, the more surprising thing for me was some of the hot takes from the national media who were just blasting BC. And uh, I think the one that caught my eye the most was Jeff Goodman because – uh, and, and 
you might have to keep me honest who, who went and dug up one of his tweets, but just a few weeks ago, um, he was complimenting Fordham for axing their coach finally. Yep. Um, and then, uh, and then now that BC does it, it's a, uh, it's a terrible, horrible thing. So I think it was um, Dave Sheridan is his name. On okay. Yeah. All right. Dave Sheridan props for uh, going back and finding that. So, um, listen, Goodman, Goodman's taking shots at BC because quite frankly, I don't think he has any connections anymore inside BC. And that's, that's kind of what Goodman does. Like, he's a real tough guy with people that he doesn't have connections with, like, like Jerry Stackhouse at Vanderbilt. He's feuding with him right now. Um, and then you'll watch, you'll watch him on your Twitter. Then he goes for bat. He goes to bat for other coaches where you're like, what, why is he sticking up for this guy? You know, he's a, he's a 500 coach. And that's, that's, that's kind of what he does. He, he blasts people um, when he doesn't have a connection. And if you have time for a quick story, one of the, one of the things that, and, you know, I never trusted Goodman again after he did this, but when Al Skinner got fired, uh, well, about 10 years or so ago now, but um, when, when Al Skinner was canned, Jeff Goodman's take, he, he went to bat for Mo Cacera, who was one of Skinner's assistants at the time, um, and basically said, uh, you know, if everyone would have would have been a little more like Mo, this wouldn't have happened. He said he had this crazy story that, Mo Cacera was not allowed to recruit at BC and he was underutilized. And I'm like, wait a minute. Everyone buries Al Skinner because he doesn't go out and recruit. And it's true. Al didn't hit like the recruiting trails like all the head coaches do. That just wasn't his thing. He thought he was more like the, you know, official visit guy. He, mm -hmm. He'd do that kind of recruiting. But he wasn't in like the gyms all the time. That wasn't his thing. He let the assistants do that. And then Goodman comes out with a story that, that Al wouldn't trust Mo Cacera to recruit for him. And I'm like, what a bunch of BS. Like, if yep. anyone lets their assistants recruit, it's going to be Al Skinner. So after he did that, long story short, after Goodman did that, I was like, I don't, I don't trust this guy anymore with anything he puts out there because he, he just goes to bat for his sources and, and makes up complete BS. So yeah, that's, I mean, my, uh, that's my take on that. Yeah, it just seemed to me – watching how the national people reacted to this, that it was clearly an access and, you know, they know Jim Christian and this is why they're, you know, freaking out about this because you don't see them reacting this way to any other coaches getting axed during it's just like you said with Jeff Goodman. And it just seemed like, you know, they're upset because, you know, Jim Christian was probably very media friendly to them and now it's gone and they're, they're upset about it. Yeah, I'm sure that helps. And and like you said, I mean, B, B, well, you didn't say this, but I'm saying this. BC is a is a has been a crappy basketball program for over a decade now. So you know they're not going to do that when uh, Kentucky acts as a coach or Duke acts as a coach because they, they need access under the AD of those programs. But but when it's BC, it's like eh, I can slam these guys because they got to slam someone, right? Or else you're like you kiss everyone's ass. So that's what that's what they do, and you, and you nail it. That's why that's why they're they're doing this right now. And and I I brought this up to Goodman on Twitter. I said I said look, BC cut BC cut Jim Christian a little bit of a break. They they did the right thing, I think, by the players at least, and they they let him coach this year. They they didn't cut him when COVID was you know 
like really out of control last year and people were scared and, and didn't know what was going on. Like yep. they, they stood, they stood by him, which was right by the players to leave their coach in there while all things got straightened out. So, I mean, BC already did the nice thing for, for Jim Christian and like the moral thing like it. So if they, they want to ax him early, you know, like I said, I, I feel bad in the aspect that Jim's a good guy, but he just didn't get the job done. Right. Yeah. You have a three and 13. Now, in a moment, I'm going to talk to Eric about coaching candidates, and we're going to get into who are some names that Boston College could look at. But before we do, let's chat a little bit about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest, the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football's over, but there's so much other things that you could bet on if that's your thing. You can bet on NBA, college basketball, the NHL. They're all in full swing. And BetOnline even has award shows, TV shows, and reality TV all covered. If you're into The Bachelor or whatever shows are on, you know, American Idol, things like that, you can even bet on all that. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. All you need to do is head on over to betonline.ag, and they're going to give you an industry-best 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you need to use is promo code LOCKEDON. Again, promo code LOCKEDON when you head over and sign up for your free registration at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Now, I also want to chat to you, with you today about another show on our family of shows, which is Locked on Bets. If you're going to go and bet on betonline.ag, check out Locked on Bets. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked on Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Record in, you know, a 31% winning percentage over seven years. That's that's the writing on the wall right now. Now, Eric, I've talked a lot on the podcast about potential fits for Boston College. And you've covered, you know, BC basketball for years. You know the program really well. Who are some of the names to you that have stuck out that you're like, ooh, that's a name that I think would be a good fit to get this program back on its feet? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, so I'm going to go in reverse of some of the guys who uh, maybe, maybe scare me a little. I, I've seen Howard Isley, uh, his name throw, thrown out there. Now, I was a kid growing up watching BC hoops. Like Howard Isley was on that Bill Curley, Malcolm Huckabee, Gerard Abram team. Like I loved Howard Isley, but I just don't think he's the fit right now. Like I'm not, listen, Michigan is a great program and, and I'm sure he has a, he has a big hand in what they're doing, but you know, I, I kind of question like how much of that is like, he walked into a great program that was already like a complete locomotive um, and, you know, I question how much the old St. Joseph's coach, Phil Martelli, that's an assistant there, how much maybe he's helping the team now that he has, like, these kind of players to work with, with scheme and stuff. And, they, I mean, i got to give Juwan Howard a little credit as the head coach. So, I just don't know if Howard Isley's, like, the right fit to walk into what this is at BC. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's one of the names uh, that, that kind of – I wouldn't be on board with it because I love Howard Isley. It's, yep. I just don't see it as a fit. Um, you know, I've seen John Beeline's name thrown around. I mean, that would be the absolute 
dream coach here. Um, I, I, if I'm John Beeline, though, I, I don't know why he would want to take take <laughs> on this this job. Like he could seemingly have just about any job in the country. Like, and he has no. It's not like he's in Llama, BC, and like he'd be proud to like turn this around. Like, I'm just I'm just not connecting the dots here. I mean, listen, BC might swing for the fence, fences for him, but um, I'm from from a from a wow, like uh, buzz standpoint, I, you know, people are kind of throwing Patino's name around. I can't imagine PC. <laughs> That's not Patino, but man, I would. That was that'd be the one guy I think I paid. I pay my own money to see happen just for like the buzz of BC hoops. Hoops like people around here would would just lose their minds. Um, yep. It, some of the some of the interesting names to me. Um, Obviously, Mark Schmidt at St. Bonaventure, he's um, he's kind of the, – the way he wins at, at St. Bonnie's is, is kind of like BC light. Um, he doesn't always have, like, the best athletes, the most heavily recruited players, but um, kind of like Al Skinner used to do, he kind of molds them while he's there. And, like, like St. Bonaventure is a pretty good program, like, I feel like one out of every like three years or so they're, they're in the, yeah. the, the tourney or at least stiffing around it. So he's, he's an interesting name to me. Um, like he's not like a sexy name, but I'm like, man, I think this guy can at least come here and get BC back at the tournament. Yep. Um, um, Kevin Willard's interesting to me from Seton hall. He's, he's, he's turned Seton hall was a dumpster fire when, when he walked in there. Um, um, he, he interests me, although I, it's, some of some of the recruits that he's brought in for the years, I'm like, oh, I don't know if you could pull that at BC. So that that would be my one concern with uh, Kevin Willard and um, an, another guy, um, another guy that's that's caught my attention going going through the list of guys here. Um, you know, Moser Moser out in the Midwest. Uh, I mean, another Catholic school. Um, I'll wrap it up. The, uh, so I, I've seen people toss around Ed Cooley's name. That's, that's pretty interesting to me. Like a couple of, now when, when not a couple of years ago, Christian's been here a while, Jesus. Seven years. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so seven years ago, BC actually went after Cooley, um, when they had the opening. And at that time he had no interest in coming back to BC, just, just where he was building it up with Providence and all the resources they were giving him. Yep. Um, I don't know that to be the fact seven years later. Like it, it seems like with Providence, like he, I mean, no doubt he took Providence to the next level. And now it just feel like, feel, feels like it's gotten like stale there, there a little bit with him. Like, I don't yeah. know if he'd be looking to mix things up, but man, I I take him back in a second. But you you know this the the history of BC. Do you feel like I've heard rumors that Cooley had um you know ill feelings towards BC the way they treated Al Skinner? Do you think that's kind of under the under the bridge now because uh, Gene DiFilippo's gone or? Oh, I th I think it helps, and uh, you know I've I've heard rumors that BC has been trying to get. Um, like in good graces with Al again. I, I know that, um, I, I know that um, even a few years ago, Al, the, you know, the, I'm talking like three years ago, Al was pro, still pretty sour with the school and uh, not 
real interested in coming back. Um, I think Martin Germond um, helped helped uh, mend the the bridge there a little bit, um, and and hopefully Kraft is doing the same. Um, but but you're right, that would be an obstacle with Cooley. Like it's it's almost like I think he'd need Al's blessing to 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 go back and do that. And I guess. I guess a lot with Cooley would see how Providence like finishes. They they kind of had high expectations this year, and they've they've kind of flattened out lately. They're um, they're they're kind of struggling actually. So I don't know. Maybe he'd be looking he'd be looking for a change, saying like, "Man, this is a couple yeah, years of, of uh, downhill here at Providence." So, but but that definitely interests me. And finally, I I know uh, Bill Cohen was another one over at Northeastern. Um, he's a really good coach. I just just like. I don't know, like, you know, Steve Donnie is a great basketball coach too. It just didn't work here, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know if I don't know if Cohen would be the be the same. I'm I'm not sure. I'm kind of I'm kind of just uh, in the middle with Cohen. Yeah, there's a but you know I agree with you, Eric. There's a bunch of names that have popped up that I'm like, they're good coaches, but they're not the splash type of hire that BC needs to make. And I feel like that's where they need to go. Like. Bill Cohen, John Becker at Vermont. You've seen a couple names like that. And I'm just like, yeah, they're at lower levels. We've seen that with Steve Donahue. I feel like BC needs to try either to pull somebody to make, you know, like a, like a Bayline or a Cooley or something like that, or go with a young coach, like, you know, like Howard Isley or something like that, because they need to, to invigorate this program somehow because it's very stale right now. Yeah, definitely. Like, like Bill Cohen works. Like if you're already like a tournament team and you're like, let's, let's keep the train going here as a good coach. Yep. He'll, he'll keep the players and keep rolling with this, but to build from scratch, like he said, I, I just don't know if that's the answer right now. So Eric, I'm going to put you on the spot. This is the last question before I got to let you go. Come, it comes to April now and, and they've gone through the coaching search. You're who is going to be the next head coach at Boston college? Who is your, Oh, oh my God. Man, I, well, I mean, I have, and and I have no, no, uh, you know, insight with with craft or anything right now. Um, I'm just gonna go Mark Schmidt because I think, I think, I think they're gonna go for a home run like Beeline. They're gonna kick the tires with all these guys. Yep. Um, but I think it's, I think they're gonna they're gonna end up with a guy that's already been a head coach before. I don't think they're gonna take a chance on an assistant right now. Yep. They're gonna go with a guy who's been a head coach, and, and they're gonna go with someone who has a track record. And and uh, I, I think they're gonna end up with with Mark Schmidt, and maybe my second thing would be Kevin Willard. And uh, I, I'll leave it at that. But I I gotta say too, I'm um, I'm actually believe it or not. I'm I'm kind of excited to watch the last couple games here. I know I know the game tomorrow got shut down, but um, you know I did con- confirm with a few sources that they are going. BC is going to play again this year. That, like this isn't like some kind of crazy situation where they're just shutting down the program for the year. They will be back. They will be playing games. And I, I'm you know call me crazy because I know they only have one win in the ACC, but I'm kind of excited to watch them finish out with Spinelli like. Um, you know, I, I, Spinelli's not going to be the next coach. Um, but man, if you never talk to this guy, like he, uh, he, he sounds like someone that has had 25 Red Bulls before, before nine o'clock in the morning. He's like, just pants on fire. The guy always has intensity. And I'm like, I'm really interested to see if he can finish the year and get them a couple wins and, 
hey, maybe some of the, the better talent on this team, it, like, it, it gives them a buzz, like, oh, we got something going here, and maybe some of these guys, like, stick around for the new coach. That's kind of what I'm hoping as they finish off the year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot – you know, you see guys like C.J. Felder, you know, really building up his year. I, I've, as I've said on the podcast a few times, I've been really impressed on how much he's progressed. And to, so you want to see guys like him and Jay Heath and, you know, DeMar Langford stick around. But with new coaching, you never know. But, Eric, I got to let you go. Eric, do you have any last um, things you want to plug? You want to plug your barbecue? Yeah, check out my barbecue on Instagram, Hoffa BBQ. Thanks, AJ. Thanks for coming on, Eric. So on tomorrow's show, we're going to talk more about the coaching search. We'll continue looking at news. And we have so much more that we'll talk about. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. You can follow the site at BC Bulletin. And my Facebook page is Boston College SI. This is Locked on Boston College. If you have not done so already, please subscribe and like us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all for listening. And if you have friends that are into Boston College, maybe they want to learn more about this coaching search. Make sure that they follow us on Twitter on podcast directories, wherever they're getting their information. We want to be that source for them. So share this with your friends and family. Take care, everyone. We'll see you all again tomorrow.